Previously on Those Were the Days. Oh, this is the game I used to play with my friends. We called it Memory. I am absolutely in the same boat as Steven. What if a four-year-old drew a car? I had it in my head that it was like Chuck Woolery. He was doing this concurrently with Jeopardy. I did a lot of yelling at people on TV. <laughs> I collect worms and put them in my socks at night. Price is Right started and started eating its lunch. Secret 80s lesbian, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> I developed early on uh, the ADD of a commercial break. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. Welcome in, gumshoes. This is Those Were the Days, the show where we investigate classic TV and look at it through a modern magnifying glass. We're in the middle of talking about game shows, and this week we're talking about the great caper of a game show that was Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Now, I can't find her alone. Now, I'm going to need some help from my fellow Acme Crime Net agents. First, it's the sleuth ready to catch those crooks red handed, Travis. Okay, so if I understand it correctly, I need to find the loot, I need the warrant, and then I can catch the criminal. So this isn't like real life at all. Got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> also, remember, all geographical information is accurate as of the taping of this show. <laughs> Next, the sleuth ready to slap the cuffs on those crooks, Amy. I'm not great at geography, and when I was in middle school, one of our assignments was we had to draw a map of the world from memory. This was a big deal. This was a huge project, and we studied for it. And this is, like, amplified by the fact that this was, like, the year after the USSR broke up. And finally, yep. the sleuth ready to throw those crooks into the slammer, Stephen. Yo, my name is Phil the Pill. I just stole George Washington's teeth, and you'll never catch me. There's no way. I'm going to a place famous for hockey, maple syrup, and nice people. Ha! If you think you're even close to figuring that out, forget about it. <laughs> uh... I, I, I don't know how to follow that up at all. And the show hit the button. Yep. <laughs> well, it's over. Stephen wins the belt this week. Yep. Yeah. So, like we said, we're talking about the PBS game show, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? But it's hard to talk about this show without talking about the computer game that it's directly inspired by. So, my fellow sleuths, let me ask, what's your history with Carmen San Diego? Start with you, Stephen. Oh man, I loved Carmen San Diego. Like it was just the best game, and your parents will let you play it as much as you wanted because it was educational. I learned a lot about the. Well, I liked where in the U.S. is Carmen San Diego because it narrowed it down <laughs> to a thing I understood. Because <laughs> the world's big, like it's a big place. At least it was back in '92 or '93 or whenever I had this game. Uh, but I, I. I was big into it. I remember watching the show a little bit. I, I don't know that I was super into the show, but that game, I mean, I was all about it. Nice. How about you, Amy? Uh, I have a bunch. I have a lot. Um, so I did play the video game. I was a fan of Where in the World. I liked the book because you had the little, like, micro encyclopedia 
that came with it so you could look stuff up because you didn't have to know everything. I feel like that was a formative part, right? You didn't mm-hmm. have to know everything. You just had to know how to find it. And that's yeah. very useful. Yes. <laughs> um, I also love the show. Watching this, um, I found myself, like, I did not remember anything about this show, really. Like, I didn't remember any of the bits or anything. But the second they would start, I would be able to mouth along with them. So that's a useful skill. Uh, (laughs) And then um, when I was in college, when I was a sophomore, my roommate and I were orientation leaders for the incoming freshmen. Mostly so that we could move into our dorm a week early, and the theme, uh, the theme the year we did we did it was where at Emerson is Carmen San Diego, and they had Rockapella. So, nice, yeah, me and Carmen oh, go way back. Awesome. All right, what about you, Travis? Yeah, I mean, pretty pretty similar. I uh, I played the games, loved playing them. Um, I definitely remember playing Where in the U.S. and Where in the World, but I know there was a few others. <clears throat> um, loved the show too. Absolutely adored the show, and very similar to Amy, where it's like I I didn't recall anything, but as it started going, like especially Rockapella's songs, mm-hmm. they would start to sing the Think About It song, and mm-hmm. it just like immediately I knew it and I could sing along, and. Uh, I remembered, um, I definitely remembered uh, the uh, Greg Lee and the Chief. Um, yeah. Like, they, that's the one of two things I know Greg Lee from. The other is his one episode of Ghost Rider that he was on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but no, I, I loved Carmen San Diego so much. It was a lot of fun. And at that age, I wanted to be a kid on that show so bad because oh, I was yeah. always this like, no, was I, the could, one I, felt I could like do I could this. get there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I could I mean, get through choice. the three stages. But I could also like I could do the end. I could I could have run back and forth with those those uh, oh, yeah. things and and set those down in the right spot. Like I always felt like I could. So Africa's a tough one. Africa's a really tough yeah. one. Yeah, there's a lot of countries crammed in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like you guys, I remember playing the games a lot. Played a ton of Where in the World and Where in the U.S. in the uh, the gifted class at school we had. Um, we called it Discovery for whatever reason, but I definitely remember playing it a lot. I remember having the Omanek. I remember my teacher always saying, have your notebooks so you can write down the clues and stuff and remember stuff. Um, I even played a little bit on the Wayback Machine this week and did the same thing. Um, yeah, a little bit's changed since that game came out. <laughs> Just a little bit. Slightly different. It's on the Wayback Machine? Uh-huh. Oh, snap. Yeah, I All found right. it like just on the Wikipedia page. Um, well, I haven't learned it. anything since 1992, so I think I should be okay. <laughs> yeah. So, a little bit about the computer game. So, it was an educational video game released by Broderbund in April 23rd of 1985. Um, and Where in the World was Carmen Sandiego was the first game in the franchise. Um, and it was distributed with the World Almanac and Book of Facts, published by Pharaoh Books. So Remember in the when game, video games would last like a decade? Remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. That was a heck of a thing. Yeah. You had one game and you kept it forever. Right. Forever. <laughs> so the game is you're, you, the player, take the role of a rookie in the fictional Acme Detective Agency, uh, tasked to, te- to track down crooks from the vile organization, the Villainous International League of Evil, who has stolen famous works from around the world. Uh, 
And you would do this using your knowledge of geography, aided by the almanac if you had that with you, to question witnesses or investigate clues to track down where the crook has gone. Successfully solving these crimes increases the player's rank in acne. So once you catch a crook, your rank goes up, leading to more difficult cases and later tasked to find the leader of Vile and namesake Carmen Sandiego. Um, so the game was initially developed as a menu-driven interface for graphic-enabled computers like the Apple II. Um, along the way of producing it, the, the idea of introducing geography as part of the game and distributing the almanac with the game shifted its, its approach because they weren't initially thinking of it as an educational game, but because it was educational and just by playing it, um, it became a very successful educational tools by schools. Like, that's how I played it. I played it in school all the time. Um, by 1995, over 4 million copies of this one game had been sold and established the Carmen San Diego franchise. Um, and like we talked about, there were more games afterwards. There was where, you know, where in the world started it, where in the USA, where in Europe. We're in time, and then a oh, bunch yeah. of other ones published oh, yeah, by time. under different um, studios. Um, there's even been a couple animated series of Carmen Sandiego. Mm-hmm. The, oh yeah, didn't Netflix bring it back? Yeah. For a yep. minute? Yep. Well, the yeah. first one was "Where on Earth Is Carmen Sandiego?" Carmen Sandiego, a Saturday morning cartoon produced by Fox in '94. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an animated show with live action and CG elements. Um, it focused on a uh, teenage brother and sister who were working with Acme to bring down Carmen San Diego. It lasted four seasons. It was interesting. As soon as I looked that up and started watching the theme song, even that one came back to me immediately. I was like, yep, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and because and I, I, va- I vaguely remember that, and I watched a thing talking about the, the PBS show, and they brought up the cartoon, mm-hmm. and it started playing that theme song, and I had the same thing. I'm like, Wow, yeah. this is not Rockapella, but I remember this. Uh-huh. Where <laughs> on earth is Carmen San Diego? Carmen it was San like Diego. bombastic and just yeah. crazy. So, and then, yes, Netflix uh, produced a series in 2019 just called Carmen San Diego. It's kind of an origin story for her. So she was younger. It was geared more towards kids, but a very epic cartoon. My boys watched it. For a while, and when I would, you know, see it while they were watching it, it was I was pretty impressed with what they were doing. Um, but she was definitely more of an anti-hero kind of character in that, especially. Mm. Um, but we're here to talk about the PBS game show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? It was an American half-hour children's television game show based on the computer game. It aired on PBS stations from September 30th, 91 to December 22nd, 1995, with reruns continuing to air until May 31st, 1996. A total of 295 episodes over five seasons were recorded. The show won seven Daytime Emmys, a 92 Peabody Award, and then in 2001, TV Guide ranked the show at number 47 on its list of 50 greatest game shows of all time. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> because it, it was one of the greatest game shows. Um, it's funny because it, the show was partially created in response to results of a National Geographic survey that indicated Americans had alarmingly little knowledge of geography, they with one do. in four being unable to locate the Soviet Union or the Pacific Ocean. 
And those the show- are that's scary because yeah, those are bad. not small targets. Mm-hmm. Right, that, that is, is scary. Not like, like right, the, the Pacific Ocean is half of the map, mm-hmm. and right. Then the Soviet the Union at the time was, was, was yeah, was what's the other half? All of it. Yeah, it was like yeah. the northern it's, part. They're not saying please point out Guinea Bissau. Right. Uh, <laughs> like that's like what? <laughs> yeah. The one and, I knew in the Africa map, right? They were like Cameroon, and I was like, I got this one because it's shaped like a kangaroo. That was like, I can find oh, that one. Nice. Like, you know, I got Morocco, Egypt, uh, Madagascar, South Africa, and Cameroon. That's it. That's, like, Mad- that's Madagascar's not bad because it's the island. Over there. Mm-hmm. Somalia, I always remember because Somalia is the point of the elbow. If you think of oh, yeah. if you think of Africa uh-huh. like an arm. Somalia is the point of the elbow. Ethiopia is right next to that. They did mention Botswana, which, of course, made me think of Ernest. There ain't no stupid. trees in Botswana. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but the show's questions were verified by National Geographic World, who also provided prizes to the contestants in the form of sus- subscriptions to their magazine. Oh. All now, right. A staff of 150 worked to produce the show. Each season was produced in six weeks. Typically, three to four episodes were taped each shooting day in a New York studio. Producers contacted local New York schools and considered children age 8 to 13. Entrants were required to take a geography test, and then prospective contestants who passed the test were then interviewed by producers. Um, Now, following the completion of taping for the first season, there were a couple massive geopolitical changes in the world. Including the uh, yeah. dissolution yeah, of the Soviet Union and the breakup of Yugoslavia, mm-hmm. which rendered mm-hmm. the entire season geographically inaccurate. Which is why, starting in the second season, they had that disclaimer that aired at the closing: all geographic information was accurate at the date of this program was recorded. Yeah. Oh, because wow, things were changing. Just, things were changing very quickly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Europe was wild in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. And I remember the the other thing I remember from the, the little short documentary I watched was they had the giant maps on the floor. And there were times where they would have to change those like daily. They would have to redo that yes. map overnight to film the next day. So, yeah. <laughs> Or just like in the fact that time. Yeah. I found out playing the game, like there are countries that are not the same names as the countries they have. At the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. where am I? What? Okay. Um, luckily, when you Wikipedia something, they've got maps, and I can know the general <laughs> vicinity. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's talk about this show. So, each episode was, uh, had three contestants, three kids uh, competing. Um, you had the main host, Greg Lee, um, and he was aided by Lynn... Thigpen as the chief of Acme Crime Net. Um, I was so sad when she passed away. I was like, oh, yeah. oh. she's dead? Yeah. 2002. It was awful. She was so young. And it was a sudden was just, sudden brain yeah. aneurysm kind of thing. Yeah. Like oh, out of oh, nowhere. God, I was devastated. So, so I knew her after this show. I saw her on this show called The District, which was a TV cop drama with Craig T. Nelson as the new chief of police for Washington, D.C., and she was like his assistant or something in there. And she was just like one of those pivotal characters. I was just like, the chief. Why is she not the chief? She's the chief. <laughs> She's the chief. Um, yeah. She also, for those of you who remember Bear in the Big Blue House, she was the voice of Luna, the moon. Uh-huh. 
when she what? died in the middle of, of them doing that show and trying to get a movie made, and basically everybody was like, "We lost." She was the she was one of the hearts of the show. We can't do it anymore. Like it just destroyed yeah. everybody. So and before this, she did like Broadway. Like she oh was yeah, in the movie of Godspell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, she made a lot of oh, movies. Like amazing. I've seen several just randomly on TikTok. Uh, some of her movies come up, and she's not always a good guy in them. And she can no. act the heck out of some stuff. She is no. phenomenal. So, but hers the chief. I mean, come on, so good. She's so good at that. I forgot Hamming how much kayfabe yeah. was in this was in this show. Mm-hmm. Like when they get to like the second part and they show up with suitcases or or the end. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. totally forgot about that. Yep. Okay. And, and I then, guess like Lynn Thigpen was their first choice for the chief, but she was reluctant to do it because they wanted to film sixty-five episodes in six weeks. Yeah, I yeah. Would be she rocked it too. I mean, I don't blame her. Yeah. Well, especially <laughs> with her dialogue, right? Yeah, because yeah. oh, she yeah. was the one that had all kinds of alliteration and rhyming schemes and stuff, mm-hmm. and she nailed them every time. She was so good. I was, I was watching the show, like like I said, very quickly before we did this show. Uh, but on my phone, so Stephanie was in the kitchen. We were cleaning the kitchen. And I was just like, this woman's voice lives rent-free in my brain. Like, as soon as she started talking, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, I remembered this. Like, <laughs> it just all flashed in front of my eyes. I was like, oh, crap. right. I know what this show is now. Mm-hmm. I remember this. Especially yeah. with her intonation to be the chief. Yes. Like, yeah, I was all Jurassic Park. It's a Unix system. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there were also various uh, actors here and there playing different roles, either uh, coming on set and being some kind of character, um, you know, like the uh, dying informant or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And also doing the voices of the various crooks. Um, I, com- I had completely forgotten about the crooks. Forgotten that. One hundred percent, and then I was like, "Oh no, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is coming back to me." Yeah, <laughs> it just slowly like works its way back. No. I'm accessing part of my brain I haven't seen in these years. These weird, mm. these weird leisure suit Larry characters. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, and then which you know with slick. Yeah, which apparently the animation for that was done. They they had a small budget for animation. So they did all of it on Apple II computers. Um, <laughs> but they didn't have a way to digitize the art, so apparently they would just fax pictures and then scan those in. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. It definitely looked like something I could have drawn with kid pics. Is yeah. Remember kid pics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It looked it's a lot of stuff. But it still worked. <laughs> like, they made it work mm-hmm. so well. Yeah. Oh, it was, like, it was so good. Like, the the whole art production of the whole thing was amazing and how it worked it together. And then last but not least, but we'll talk about them a little bit later, the house band, Rockapella. Yeah. Um, and here's where my memory failed me. I did not remember that the theme song came at the end. Yeah. So I, I watched yeah. several, I was trying to watch several episodes. I was like, dang, they just, did they just cut out the theme song or something? Is YouTube oh. trying to demonetize this what's going on and then i watched the episode and at the end i was like oh wait there it is yeah okay now that core memory goes because you gotta sing and get everybody all the kids down to sing with you 
I just so. love those guys because like one of the dudes looked like Ron Perlman and the other <laughs> one of the dudes looked like Boy George. Mm-hmm. And Ron yeah. Perlman, like Kmart Ron Perlman, had a <laughs> raccoon tits, raccoon tail hanging off the back of his head, and I oh, was yeah. just. I I was all for that. Like I'm in. Let's mm-hmm. th- bring this yeah. band back for a reunion world tour, and I'm I'm on it. Like we'd have to guess where they're going based on certain clues, but <laughs> right. we we would find them. Yeah, Waco. <laughs> yes. I, so that that was the best part. If you didn't watch the specific episode that we uh, did, they for their like basically their their like final Jeopardy version, right? They got to bid. An amount of amount of their dollars mm-hmm. and answer a question, and they show you what region they're going to be asking about mm-hmm. first, which was very good. Yes, um, I would not have wagered much. That is not an area of my expertise. <laughs> um, and it was Colorado, New Mexico, and Texas. And so, one of the clues, like one of the things that they mentioned in the clue, was Waco, and only one of them got it right. And so then I had to go look. And this episode aired in 1991, and Waco was in 1993. And I went, okay, all right. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Waco was nothing until okay. that whole mm-hmm. thing went down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we actually watched the first episode that ever aired of Carmen Sandiego. Uh, and you can tell by some of the bits uh, yep. that they do, and that gets changed later on. Um, so... In this episode, it starts out with Vic the Slick, and he steals the Mona Lisa. So good we crime start crime for our first episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a good crime. Yeah, because yeah. you know Mona Lisa. Everybody knows Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start out with the first round, which is the main bulk of the show. Um, all three of the uh, uh, gumshoes start out with fifty crime bucks, um, which is their point system. Uh, and then they uh, basically compete in various questions, ge- geographical questions, to earn crime bucks. Um, and uh, I, the one thing that I remember about the show and that struck me is just how low-tech it was. I had totally <laughs> forgotten about the cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Completely forgotten until I like they turn around and they're like this, and I was like... <gasps> And, yep, and they just had the little slot to to put them down in afterwards. Yeah, and, right. And I wonder how much you didn't see talked, like how much they cut out of them telling them, okay, now this question is the this color. Well, cards. it looked like they mm-hmm. had like almost like a, a, a index card box, but for mm-hmm. the big long cards. And then because each question was a different color, right? So I feel mm-hmm. like there's somebody standing behind Greg mm-hmm. holding yeah. up the color card. Sure. Yeah, you know, it's this. One. Um, it's hard to imagine people existing outside camera, mm-hmm. but you're probably right. Like that, yeah. that is happening. Someone's over there going yellow. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. You say that, but later, later seasons of the show would show behind camera a lot. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. It like expanded, and they started because you would see the audience, and they would even have like the chase was a mm-hmm. was a segment that got added, and like Greg chase. would chase a member of Rockapella through the studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, yep. So each each uh, round of questions begins with a clue. Um, the Chief starts us off talking about where Vic the Slick is headed. Uh, one of the clues is the birthplace of the Renaissance. And, and she gives us one of the most timeliest jokes that I was just, I, my heart was just, I'm oh, so yeah. Good. Talking about... <laughs> Okay, so the Mona Lisa painted by Leonardo da Vinci, and then she talked about 
Raphael, Michelangelo, and Donatello also, you know, beginning the Renaissance. Um, but it's their recent decision to become Ninja Turtles has initially been controversial, but now another indication of their genius. <laughs> so here's a um, loved it. Here's a confession from my childhood. Uh, when we were in elementary school, um, the art books by the great masters suddenly became very popular mm. in the library. <laughs> and so everyone was very <laughs> excited. Teachers were all very excited. They thought that the Ninja Turtles had made us interested in art. But someone had discovered that there were naked people in there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's Ban that, that book, boy. <laughs> Times they they get Noons. better, don't they? Things yeah. get better, don't they? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I will. Oh. I will contend until the day I die that people, children, have been the same since we crawled out of the muck. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Not changed a bit. <laughs> no. No. The the thing about that joke, though, in this episode was when she started talking, I did not expect that that was where the, the, the line no, was going all. to go. And then it veered in that direction, and it was just, it's brilliant. It's so mm-hmm. well done and perfectly delivered. Mm-hmm. Killed me. Yep. <laughs> so right after that clue, uh, they decide that this is the time to introduce us to the detectives. And I don't think this bit lasted long, because later on they are introduced with their hobbies and stuff, as they're being named to come into the yeah. show. Like, they don't get yeah. time to talk about it because... It's ooh, better that way. This part I was like... Yes. Okay. <laughs> wow. Don't let okay. children talk no, freely on TV. Um, script, don't. No. Yeah. Because yeah. we had we this... had Jason who wanted... He likes to go fishing. He likes fishing because mm-hmm. he goes mm-hmm. fishing with his dad. His dad's got a boat yeah. and they go fishing. Yeah. And then he wants mm-hmm. to be an astronomer. Great. Yeah. A plus. Um, then we have Great Jay who, who's played soccer forever. And he wants to be a lawyer. And they're like, well, why do you want to be a lawyer? Because I want to put people in jail. With a big <laughs> yeah. old grin on his face. Like, mm, okay. Yeah. Good job, Jay. Yep. And then we had Risa. Mom and dad immediately went, oh, God. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and on a, like he looked like the kid that would volunteer to be the hall monitor. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, absolutely. So. That kid from particular Recess. Type of that kid. wormy kid. Remember the old show Recess? Yes. Mm-hmm. That yeah. wormy kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had Reset. Coach, I think it would be fun to ride, run some laps today, don't you? <laughs> yep. You know, he's that guy. You yeah. said we were supposed to make up that test today. Oh, gosh. Or wakes up the substitute when she fell asleep. Like, forget we you, had kid. That problem in, <laughs> we had that problem in uh, my English class in high school. Like, we were all behind on the reading. It was like a oh, yeah. like an English lit class. We were all behind in the reading. And one of our friends, like, he was in our friend group. And he goes... Well, nobody. Or he he'd been asked a question and he didn't know the answer because we were all behind in the reading, and he ratted us out and said, "Well, nobody oh. knows." Mm. Jerk. Everybody's behind. Thanks, Jay. Rude. Thanks. Rude. Yeah. You and, suck, Jay. <laughs> and then finally, we had Risa, who's been playing piano forever and wants to be a broadcast journalist. So she's good luck sideways ponytail, rocking yeah. the sideways mm-hmm. ponytail. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I just got to point out at this point, costuming on this show, everybody is in the most brightest costumes, uh-huh. whatever it is. Um, for those of you not watching us live on Twitch, you can see Steven showing us what this was like with his nice red fedora, like bright red mm-hmm. fedora. Oh, yeah. Um, everybody, everybody was, the, the sleuths were in red and yellow and blue jackets. 
Um, Greg Lee was always in a bright blue something. Yeah. Um, it was a 1950s newsroom, mm-hmm. but with color. Yeah, yeah, it was It was all Dick Tracy colored, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Rockapella, same thing. Even with their crazy hair, they were still rocking 50s clothes, um, which was great. Just delightful. Um, so the second clue, um, and I forgot about stuff like this, where the whatever was stolen has a voice. So Mona Lisa's on the phone <laughs> asking Greg, when are you going to rescue me in the most... When are you going to rescue me? Yeah. <laughs> Stereotypical oh, Italian accent, so and it was beautiful. Very good. Needed more of that in the Mario movie, didn't we? Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I like the way they handled it in the Mario movie. That was funny. <laughs> I agreed. I'm just, I'm just giving, giving um, it a hard time. The third, that's what we do. The third clue was... The dying informant, Scott, which was just like, okay, we'll just run with this. Or he just goes in there and dies, and then Greg keeps... The scooting over to get into the talk outline was very good. I appreciated that Uh a lot. And him giving his final answer and dying, and then Greg like, I need more. He's like, okay, here we go. It's like, (laughs) felt like Yoda, who kept saying stuff to Luke before he... Finally, became one with the force. Yeah. Um, then we had the random lightning round to earn five crime, crime bucks. Um, no cards, got a buzz. Yeah, no cards, yep. you got a buzzer oh, yeah. for that one. Um, and then after this, the chief was like, hey, we got to catch this guy. I tell you what, we catch this guy, you catch Carmen, we'll give you a trip to anywhere in the United States. Till Greg whispers in her ear that the budget is might be not quite so good for that. She's like, okay, lower 48 states. <laughs> I remember not knowing for the longest time what the lower 48 states were. Like, I was like, I don't yeah. understand what that means. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't understand. I mean, because 48 states are kind of above latitudinally yeah. Hawaii, yeah. you know. Yeah, but yeah. you have to know that the much, too. The contiguous United States. Contiguous is the word. Uh-huh. Yeah. Clue number four, we got the Acme bug net, uh, which is when uh, they managed to uh, bug a telephone call I'm between Carmen San Diego and the crook. But we don't have a warrant yet. <laughs> and they got a warrant I, for the phone call somehow. Apparently. I mean, we have video footage of him stealing it. Surely <laughs> this should be enough. Yep. <laughs> we saw it happen. We watched. Yeah, we actually got it. We yep. know it was him. But you still have to say allegedly until convicted. He allegedly stole it while you watched the video of him stealing it. <laughs> right. right. While well, she screamed for help. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then we had clue number five, which as a kid I wouldn't have known and care given two craps about but right now i super appreciate that walter cronkite was on here giving mm-hmm. us a clue right yes like uncle walt uh from the acme celebnet um it's always acme oh, something and what was what was his sign off remember like so no no uh no something no romancing and like something else it was just yeah, it was yeah, very yeah, yeah. no salsa dressing or something I because the dance was part of the clue oh yeah um, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. But I was like, all right, Walter Cronkite, cool. Yeah. Old, <laughs> it's like, good, it's a good like, get okay. for your premiere episode. Good get. No Old man doesn't want us to have fun. Thanks. <laughs> uh, clue number six was done by our very own Rockapella singing mm-hmm. for us. 
which was mm-hmm. just good to hear. Those By the guys, way, okay, so, good. so that song, um, yep. that song was basically the song that got them on Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. Yeah. They were in a documentary about music done by Spike Lee, mm-hmm. and that was the song they did in the documentary, and the guy that was producing the show was watching it, and his wife was like, you should get them on your show. And so he pursued them because they were in New York. We, we yep. loved acapella music in the 90s. Mm-hmm. We were mm-hmm. all about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys think the pentatonics is like a new thing? <laughs> right. <laughs> you weren't there for rockapella. Boys to men. Exactly. Oh, all, boys to men. All for yeah. one. Oh, all my for gosh. One. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Now, you're sitting, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then we came to the final clue. Now, this one was different. Because this is where you can risk crime bucks. Notice they didn't say bet or wager. No, they just said no. risk. Yeah. Um, so you could risk up to all of your crime bucks, uh, like Amy was talking about earlier. They gave you a general clue about where they were going to be, and you had to wager how much you were going to uh, know where that was. Um, and this was the point where it was another Rockapella song that as soon as they started singing, I was like, yep, yep remember that. Because <laughs> like, how much you gonna risk? Yeah, and then the cheat apparently will play in my head and I didn't realize what it was because then they started singing it. I was like, <laughs> I just heard that not that long ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to come back I around. I was betting on that baseball game. I was, I was hearing <laughs> that in my head. I know. Uh, the chief gets a fax. We get the clue. You know, yeah. faxes, kids, were, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a time. And if you have to do yeah. anything uh, with the government, even today, in the year of our Lord 2023, uh, you will still have to fax them. Yeah, yeah. I have faxed an SF-86 in the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, at a Staples. Yeah, we charge <laughs> a lot of money for that. I, it's not great. No, it was stupid. I that's almost, what they wanted. Until I worked for Jerry's Artorama in North Carolina, I can could count on one hand how many times I used a fax machine. <laughs> but they use faxing for every corporate store and <laughs> school to send in orders. For some reason, that was the way it was supposed to be done. So I became well acquainted with the fax machine at that point. Um, They're awful. Yeah, yeah. it's not mm-hmm. good. Now yeah, you don't forget your, your cover phone. sheets. Nope, no. Page one of seven. Yeah. Put that first. Yeah. Um, Gosh. <laughs> and then I appreciate, even on the first episode, we still have to deal with a tiebreaker because only two people can go on to the next round. Mm-hmm. So they had another, like, here's a bunch of questions. Let's see if you can guess the place. Um, and this is where we lost. Who did we lose? Jay? Jay. And his face, he was, he, there was no, <sighs> he did not have the oscar loser face like he made no he made no secret that he because he had been in the lead for a lot of it yes and he did Mm -hmm. not feel that this was fair Mm -hmm. and i you could see you could see on his face the second he gave his answer and it was wrong colorado he he knew it was wrong and he was Mm -hmm. like oh yeah and then he was really upset i was kind of sad that the, the kid who said 20 but showed 10 yeah. Is the one who got to go. I'm like, we can't even, his numbers are wrong. But then, you know, 
Yeah, it's fine. Square one, it's fine. Yep. Mm -hmm. But Jay was also like the most I'm gonna put people in jail kid, you yeah. know. So it's kind of right. also felt like ha. Stick it to the man. Yeah. Take that, Jay. <laughs> so he got third. He got third place. His prize was an Acme travel kit with mm -hmm. an atlas, a watch, a sweatshirt, and a subscription to National Geographic World magazine. Heck yeah! I'm Good. sure he loved that. Yep. Man, the things I would have done for a sweatshirt in 1993. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, yeah. Oh, that National Geographic nice. magazine was my jam. Yeah. Yep. So the next is round two. The two remaining gumshoes move on, and it's funny, this part of the game, considering concentration last week. Yeah, that's what um, I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, it's really good. Because <laughs> it's basically, uh, at this point, they play a memory game mm -hmm. uh, that deals with locations from the place the crook is supposed to be at. Um, but they have to do it in a specific order when they are uncovering things. So they say... Uh, Location on the board, it flips over, and it gives them some footsteps or one of three things, which they have to recover in this specific order. They have to find the loot. They have to get the warrant. The warrant. And, and then <laughs> the crook. Um, and whoever catches the crook is the winner of this round. And I couldn't believe that Risa fumbled this one. I, she fumbled oh, I felt it so bad for her. Because she got she was, the other two, and I was like, yeah, go. Because mm -hmm. yeah. she is the one that guessed the, mm -hmm. got Vic the slip to, the to begin place. with. She just, uh, she remembered the location of it on the board, on the but board. not the and actual place. Mm -hmm. And what was blow, blew my mind is it was like a long rectangular and, piece. Right, and right. it was... Basically, when the chief was giving the rundown of the locations that they were going to be visiting in lovely Dallas. Um, the Cotton uh, Bowl Stadium. Well, because yep. she said that Vic, uh, Vic liked crowds and he was going to find them at the mm -hmm. Cotton Bowl Stadium. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where he was. Yeah. I was so upset. <laughs> it hurt my feelings so bad. Yeah. I she would have choked it. on Africa, too, though true yeah, yeah. I, I did watch another episode where the kid got it in three. Oh, holy he cow. managed he, he gets a, and luck. like greg greg was blown away by it he's like i can't <laughs> believe that just happened and like in yeah. the comments for the video somebody did the math and it was like i want to say oh, like Lord. one in almost three thousand chance or something sure. of being able to pull yeah. that off and he did because it's just yeah. random there's no like mm -hmm. i mean you got to mm -hmm. remember once you find them but otherwise it's yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Yep. This is like the, the kids' version of the showcase showdown, like guessing yeah. on yeah. the exact price. <laughs> yeah. Also, Impossible. I, love, I love how as they're flipping the stuff back and forth, you've got Rockapella mm -hmm. singing everything. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the, my favorite part of that is you know they're just off camera singing it. Mm. Yeah. They're, yes. they're, they don't have mm -hmm. like a soundboard and just keep playing it over and over. Like every time they say no. the warrant, it's the four of them singing in harmony. Yeah. The warrant. The warrant. Yeah. And they said something at one point. I don't remember what it was, but it did make Greg laugh. Because it was like yeah. something about like there wasn't anything there or whatever. And, and <laughs> yeah. Did oh, yeah. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. It did make Greg laugh, and that was good. So, <laughs> Risa goes home with a world band radio. A world band? She can listen to radio does. from anywhere in the world. See, kids, where radio, the frequency hits. <laughs> radio is this thing where you would listen to music on this little box. <laughs> you know, like antenna. sometimes in your car, if you forget your aux cable... Um. <laughs> There's or, stuff or playing. Or don't have satellite like radio. Sound. 
Um, you don't have any choice over what's playing, but it plays it at you. It plays. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Honestly, I would have loved to have gotten a World Band radio, though. Like, right? that's such a cool Heck prize yeah. to get. Because they, the, they get the first set of prizes plus that World Band radio. Oh, I think yeah. Later on, I want to say they also would occasionally get, like, a translator. Like, a little pocket translator. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm all right with that. All right. So... Uh, our guy Jason, since he's left, he goes on to the bonus round. Now, before he goes, Greg gives him a little portfolio thing, and he writes down the location of the prize place that he wants to yeah, travel he to wins. in a contiguous 48 states. Uh, again, we get Rockapella singing to us, where do you want to go? Oh, <laughs> um. And you only find out this location if the person actually wins. Yeah. See, that's a bummer. I want to do it like they do a Wheel of Fortune where they open the car. They're like, oh, too bad. So sad. You didn't win <laughs> yeah. the car or the $100,000 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be cool just to know. Where's the, where's the kid right down there? That's what I'm go? saying. Like, Who? I'm trying to do the, like, what? I don't know where I would go now. Like, no. Like, and you got to think, too. It's like Disney World every time. Like, just wrote it down. Yeah, and these I are all know. kids from New York, right? So right, yeah, sure. Like they're not going to be saying New York or, any, or right. Probably no. not going to be saying Boston, like right. Yeah, no, New uh, England straight out. San Antonio, that's where I want to. No, they're all going to Orlando, Florida. Yeah. That's where they see on Nickelodeon <laughs> yeah. when people that's win true. things. It's yeah. all in Orlando, Florida. So they're going to be like Orlando's where the Rugrats are or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going. 91, there weren't any Rugrats. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, there was other stuff. We had a Nickelodeon. Yeah, you there don't was know Nickelodeon. that once you get there. You'd go watch all that or something. Money, you're not doing anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just they you send you the there. Gator Good luck. Farm. Um, <laughs> it's about it. Gator Farm, mm-hmm. i.e. Grandma's Backyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so the bonus round. The crook lets you know where Carmen is because... They are vindictive. They're all snitches. He's a snitch. Mm-hmm. Snitches get stitches, Vic the Slick. <laughs> so they they tell you the continent, um, or country if it's like you know they would do the U.S. Um, then the chief briefs you on that place and all the possible countries to find Carmen. The gumshoe has forty five seconds to identify seven in season one. Then they bumped it up to eight in season two. From then on. Countries or states. Um, and how they would do it is Greg would call it out and they would take this pole that had a police siren thing on top of it. Um, and if they got it right, the siren and light goes off. Um, get it wrong and you'd have to try one more time. Get, get it wrong twice, you come back and try for a new one. Uh, if you succeed in identifying all seven, eight... Within that 45 seconds, you have caught Carmen Sandiego and you win their trip. If you don't, you simply get your consolation prize. Um, This this game is almost impossible. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. Because the perspective is just like, even if you were like, if you were doing it on a map, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But you are, you are on the map. A giant floor map. And you have that to you're, run. You're mostly looking at upside down from when right. you would normally yes. see it. Yeah, you're you're di- you're not oriented the way you want. You've got a, a like a gymnasium full of kids screaming while you're doing this. 
and some yeah. guy yelling words at you that you may or may not have ever heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you've got to run massive, back and forth. It's a massive map, and you have less than seven seconds per yeah. per thing yeah. to get there, put it down, and get back. And unless you know exactly where you're going... And also, let's not forget, you're going to have to drop this on some really tiny little spaces. Like, I don't care how big you make the map. Rhode Island's always going to be little. It's real small. Yep. you got to mm-hmm. really just get it in the right spot. I don't know how they do that. I don't, I'm maybe sure it's probably it's somebody manual. just going, they yeah. got it close. Burn. Yeah. 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 So, unfortunately, we did not catch Carmen San Diego in this episode. No, he got three. Guinea Bissau. Wherever the devil that is. And if it's still called that now. Um, but no, he got a. A portable CD player. Those headphones. Mm-hmm. Oh, those I headphones a, were. I had. I had mm-hmm. f- like physical memory. <laughs> of those headphones. Yeah, you could feel them on your yeah. ears. Oh yeah, you see them. Definitely. It was, yeah. Oh, it was like a millimeter's worth of foam that yeah. had no <laughs> yeah. structural integrity whatsoever. None. So it was mm-hmm. completely worthless. With and, yeah. just a strip of metal across the, the top. Wire, the wire, yeah. The wire, and it would it would grab your hair. Yeah, it met in the, the little plastic. adjustment. In the adjustment things, always. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But um, portable CD player. And portable CDs from CD. around yeah. the world. CDs from around the world. Yeah. They don't say how many, though. Just no. a selection of CDs from around the world. Yeah. One of them was, though, the Rockapella Where in the World is Carmen San Diego soundtrack. Of course it was. Of course. I mean, I'd, I'd listen to that. Yep. Speaking oh. of, at this point in the show, the last thing they have to do is yell out. Do it, Rockapella. Yeah. And then they mm-hmm. finally He's come like, you on. know what to do. And I was like, I do. I do. <laughs> I know what to do, Craig. I'm prepared for this moment. <laughs> and then Rockapella does their thing and sings, Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Now, the song was actually written by co founder Sean Altman and David Yazbek, who is a prominent writer, musician, composer, and lyricist who happens to have been high school friends with Altman. So, because I remember seeing those two names. I was like, Sean Altman, co-founder. It's like, and then David Yazbek was like, okay, who's that? And then it's like, okay, he's done all this stuff, written a bunch of musicals. Oh, and he's high school buddies. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> um, and they did a heck of a job because it's probably the most recognizable thing from this entire franchise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, like I said, I didn't really watch the show that much. I still sing that little, where in the world is... Every mm-hmm. every time someone yep. talks about it. It's just, mm-hmm. it's it's in there. there I think if you've never watched the dang show, you probably have heard it before. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but like uh, Rhett and Link on Good Mythical Morning will use that melody for one of their games where they'll do, where in the world does this whatever thing come from? Nice. And yeah. like, they totally just ripped off that melody for it. So there's there are generations of people... Yeah that watch Rhett and Link that don't even realize where that came from. Mm-hmm. So and you the know Today they watched show used it to do it. Mm-hmm. Today's show used to send Matt Lauer out somewhere once a year and is where yep. in the world is Matt Lauer? Baby yep. prison. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Email us. <laughs> for those of you who watched the show and never listened to the song outside of the show, there is more to the song than what they have Mm -hmm. singing over the credits at the end. Because there's like an extra bit. So like the one that you actually heard is like a minute 
40 a minute 50 and then the uh full song is like two and a half minutes long so there's some extra stuff in there and it's it's very good so um if you haven't heard it before go for it we'll probably put a link up on the uh twitter or something for you uh we'll put a link up for the uh the wayback machine link too so if you want to give a try playing where in the world is carmen san diego you can do that um which brings me back to brings me to this. Did we get any feedback this week? We did. I got some live feedback because I was in a meeting today and I was like, we had some idle time and I said, hey, you guys remember where in the world is Carmen San Diego? And and a fellow I know by, by the name of Drew uh, did fondly remember playing the DOS game constantly. Uh, had very fond memories of that. And at least one other guy who didn't get on the microphone and say anything was like, yeah! And not. <laughs> uh, we also did get a, a, a reply on Twitter uh, from mm-hmm. Ross McKinney, who said, I love the show on PBS, but what was real fun were the video games when I was a kid. I remember my school had mm. several in the early 90s on the lab, the computer lab computers. Spent many hours playing them. Yep, mm-hmm. same Ross. Yep. Now, if you want to... Give us some feedback. Let us know uh, your history with Carmen Sandiego and the whole franchise. You can hit us up on Twitter at Those Days Show. You can email us, those were the days show at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that's where in the world is Carmen Sandiego. Mm-hmm. So next week, Stephen, what is your pick for game shows? Oh boy, I need you to go ahead and take some steroids and do some push-ups because we're watching American Gladiators. Yeah. Yes. And we're we're going to kick it off by not kicking it off at all, by getting all the way to the end of the first season to the finals. So we're going to skip all the maybe you don't, maybe you may. We're going to put some real skin in the game nice. uh, there in the finals of season one. So if you go to Pluto TV... You can find uh, American Gladiators, and you will find the the, the the preliminaries, the quarterfinals, the semifinals. Go down to the finals yes. of, uh, of that first, I don't know if they call them seasons. We'll find out, but, uh, you know, <laughs> you'll see it. Mm-hmm. I'm pumped. Excellent. Yep. Oh, can't wait. And, and again, so excited. let us know your thoughts and memories uh, about American Gladiators. Did you watch it? Did you get sucked in? Did you want to mm-hmm. play that tennis ball game where they were shooting at you and you tried to get the gladiator <laughs> on the assault thing? Did you feel like you could take out Nitro on the cotton swab battle thing? Uh-huh. Joust. Mm-hmm. What was oh, that? Is that called Joust? Joust? Yeah, I think I so. Yeah. I always wanted to try. Cotton swab sure. battle is all, is a better name for it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so. So excited. But thank you all. Who listen to the podcast. Thank you to all of us who join us in the live chat on Twitch Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash two dorks TV. We always appreciate you all hanging out with us, uh, sharing your thoughts and everything. So until next week and American gladiators for Amy, Steven and Travis. This is Audie from those were the days reminding you that our minds are strong. Our spirits are pure. When crime's the sickness, we are the cure. Bye, everybody.